You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Okay, we're back. Welcome to Hello Sport. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. Punters, dribblers, we're back for another week. And I'm joined by my darling friend, Edward Simpson. How are you? I'm very well, Tom. It's fucking good to be here, mate. Mate, it's nice, isn't it, on Monday? I'll tell you why, because it's... It's a big week. It's a huge week. It's one, an enormous week. This might be one of the bigger weeks we've ever had in our life. Possibly. Not ruling that out. Not ruling that out. We'll have to see what comes of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this could chop see out how it to flows. maybe like 15 minutes. It see how it flows. Could it be could the longest be, podcast ever. Could be the shortest, depending could be, on... It could be out of shit, but it could be golden I think well. golden. I'm feeling gold. I feel golden. From the jump. Yeah. As we said, there's a bunch on. There's a lot on. Eddie and I are both nursing... Post Saturday night Monday hangovers, we went out to de- t- together with our with our girlfriends and our friends, and we enjoyed each other's company on a Saturday night. A lovely time, because obviously we we love to catch up on a Monday, but sometimes we like to catch up on a Saturday. That's right, and often a Saturday is far more wild. Generally speaking, yeah, I mean it, it gets pretty wild in this booth. Oh, it gets wild and sweaty. It gets fucking in here. hot and sweaty in here. Don't worry about that. We give it a nudge, but can out, oft out, get out. hotter and sweatier on a sat night out on the streets. So we're going to talk. There's a shitload of rugby league on. So we'll touch on some rugby league news. Tiger and Phil took each other on in what I believe, Eddie, could be the future of golf. And Tiger, still up to his old tricks. We'll get into that. Uh, Spotless stadium, Eddie. Spotless stadium. Not so spotless. Not so spotless. Not so spotless. Uh, Misleading. Misleading. It's a misleading title. We're going to, you know, we're going to consult the lawyers. Um, Wallabies, snitches. Do they get stitches? Um, and then obviously, Eddie, the fight that stops a nation uh, is on this Friday. The Hornet v. Mundine. Everyone and his dog is talking about this fight. But it, it some of the uh, the lead up, as we've said before, top notch, world class. The Hornet has done. He's been on the campaign trail this week, and we'd just like to touch on a little thing we're calling. Maybe what is he the hardest puncher? Well, he's, in world I boxing, think, I think he's the hardest puncher in world boxing. Perhaps, certainly this decade. Oh, absolutely. Maybe of all certainly since the turn of the millennium. Is that is that too? I don't think that's too far to say. He's a school teacher. He can punch hard. It's exciting. Uh, look, we'll be we'll be we'll be previewing the fight of the century, um, featuring the national treasure. That's it, and and Chuck Mundine, and then also as promised last week, we will be uh, giving out our first baggy green. Now we don't have him yet. But they're en route. They're in the mail. They're in the mail. They're in the post. They're, and by in the mail, you know, we mean... They're coming. They're coming. Yeah, soon. At some point. So we're giving out a first baggy green. Now, there's also a bit... There's, a, there's also some other shit probably as well that we're going to talk about that I've missed here. Maybe you some, know what I mean? There's a sprinkling of yarn. Yes. A sprinkling of yarn. If you imagine the salt bay just sprinkling yarns across a podcast, <laughs> that's what you can expect in this award-winning... 2018 podcast of the year nomination. Top of the head. Eddie, are you embarrassed at all by our national rugby union side and the way that we are now? Like, we're cheats in in cricket, right? Yeah. And now we're snitches in rugby union? We can't seem to get it right. We don't... As a nation. We're we're trying so hard to get this this team culture right, and we're just coming out as cheats and snitches. Now, you know what this reminds me, what this immediately reminded me of? immediately reminded me of mm-hmm. was a little thing called Homework Gate. Do you remember that? Yeah. Sadly, I do, Eddie. Mickey Arthur? Yeah. The South African at the helm at the time? Didn't like that feeling. What happened after Homework Gate? 
I believe the nation shit the bed collectively. It was a collective bed shit. Yes. The nation mourned the bed shit. Yeah. And we went on to lose 4-0 in India and mm. got pumped by the English in England. So for the uninitiated, it was the coach Mickey Arthur basically gave the Australian national cricket side homework. Yes. And, they, and, and plenty of them thought, hey, Mickey, fuck off, mate. I'm not doing homework. I'm here to play cricket for my nation. Now, that was, that was cricket. This now, if you, again, are living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, obviously. We must well, that's that. right. Uh, Michael Hooper, captain of the Wallabies. Hey, we're, we're big fans of the Throbber, right? He's, a, he's an out-and-out Throbber. Plays great rugby union, Eddie. But him and the Wallabies leadership group, of who I don't know exactly makes it up, but in a team with a with a distinct dearth of leadership, you can only imagine that the leadership group maybe isn't equipped to deal with anything. So you, you're probably looking at Hooper and Pocock. Hooper, Pocock. I think there's like a there's maybe a four another forward in there. Bernard Foley, maybe Phipps as well. Maybe I don't know. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. No. All we do know is that that Kurtley Beale. Famed throbber, mm. Adam Ashley Cooper, uh, hundred test throbber, yeah, Centurion, yes. They went out after a win, came back with a couple of birds after a loss. After a loss, sorry, of course it wasn't a win. Uh, came back after a loss, couple of birds. One of whom was Adam Ashley Cooper's sister-in-law. So it wasn't even like he was coming back to get on the pump, Eddie. He's no. a married man. No, he didn't come back to pump. He, he came, came back, back to, to, to wind down. He just came back to wind down just after had a loss. Bit, just had a loss after we've gone almost a decade of wins against the Welsh. Yeah. Sometimes you need family around Absolutely. to nurse you through devastating lows. That's it. Well, are we, I thought we were a fan, like a nation of like a family club sort of vibe in the Australian setup. He can't have his sister-in-law back here. They're going to share a relative one day when he has a child and what, he can't have him back into the fucking... Apparently not. Because you can't have someone back in the team hotel. Now look, I get it. So maybe there's some rules there. Now, do we know Kurtley wasn't on the pump? No, maybe he was. And if he was, good for him, I think. Good for him. Let the boy pump. Let him pump. I mean, God knows he's been a little inconsistent form-wise. Exactly. And- and maybe a good pumpin's the thing that's going to drag our boy Kurtley out of it. I mean, we don't know. This is all hearsay, punters, dribblies. He may have been punning. He may not have been pumping. What we do know is he should be allowed to pump after a loss, I think. Yes, and after midnight. You but, know what I mean? Some of your best pumpin's done after midnight. Well, I think that's when your elite pumpers come out to play, Tom. I think that's when your elite pumpers do their best work. Absolutely. And we know Kurtley... Beat, I mean, your beta pumpers, they're like pre-nine sort yeah, of guys. Yeah, yeah. Between six and nine. Six and nine is your beta pumper. Let's put on the kettle, have a pump, maybe a yeah. cup before bed. Pump while we watch like Downton Abbey. You Whereas, know what I mean? Kurtley yeah. might even whack a bit of porn on when he's pumping. Well, I mean, who knows? We don't want to... We don't want to... I don't want to assume what Kurtley gets up no, to. No, but I'm because, just saying he because could. I, no, but I know he's elite. Yeah. So and I'm not. No, that's true. So I, I mean, what, what a, beta, I a beta doesn't guess about an alpha's no, sexual work. No, no, you're right. You're right. We can, but look, we can, we can imagine. We can hope it. and dream. We can dream about it. We can hope we? and dream. And I reckon that man pumps for the nation. Well, and I- to hear that he's been fucking stood down when it was the time to wear your indigenous jersey. We had no indigenous players in the team after Kurtley got dropped. Mm. Adam Ashley Cooper, a hundred tests for his nation. Yeah. Plus, he's the third most capped bloody throbber in the in in of all time in Australia. Knows what he's doing. Knows what he's doing. Came back against Italy and absolutely throbbed. And then to have this happen, where the leadership group have found out they've let him play against Italy, the team we really could have afforded to have had them out for. Yeah. Fuck Italy. What's you know that what I mean? all about? What's what's the what's the timing like? They would have fucking known a 
Probably the next day. Mate, they did know. They did know. And so I don't know why you let them play against Italy where no one gives a rat's ass about Italy. No, we don't want to lose to Italy, but we weren't going to fucking lose to Italy. I know we're shit, Eddie, but we're not Italian shit. No, not yet. Not yet. So I think you... I mean, if we continue on our trajectory, yes, we'll be Italian oh, of shit. Of course. But we're not Italian shit yet. yet. And so with that in mind, could have done with the boys getting rested against the Italians. Exactly. And maybe we could have done with them against the old foe. You know, the ones we hadn't beaten for fucking five, like, five continuous tests, yeah. which is now six. And also you the know- team that we have, what, like, the oldest rivalry with and hate possibly the most. Point being, point being... We what- should have had the boys playing. What the fuck were you doing, Hoops? What, what, who did you consult and what was the thought process? Now, did you sit down with your mate Pocock, I'm assuming, and go, look, why is it these boys get to pump? Why is it they get to when we can't pump? And were they so bitter about it? They were like, we'll let them play against Italy. But we know, won't let them play in the biggest game we'll in rub the fucking them. whole tour. Yeah. We'll rub them out. Look, I mean, that's that's just, if I'm looking at it on the face of it, Tom, it's starting to feel like some sour like grapes. Some, like some, some, some pump jealousy. Yeah, some pump envy. Pump envy. Now, we don't know that for sure, but all I'm saying is the timing, Tom. The timing doesn't make sense. The timing in and of itself is fishy. It indicates pump envy. It's very, very fishy. Now, Checker turns around, tells Fibs, first of all, says they're not in the side because of form. Big call checks. Especially when Adam Ashkuba came back and dominated. Big call checks. So, that comes, so A, he's lied, and then B, he comes out the next day anyway, like everything fucking does. Of course. So, he should have just told the, the, told the truth. A couple the of boys are on the pump. Look, complete oversight there, Checker. Um, it feels like you might be losing your grip on things yeah. a little bit. We've we look, we've been trying to back the farmer in this one. We've been trying to back the farmer, and I think we've been trying to back him because we don't have anyone else to back. No. All the elite coaches around the world are tied up until after the World Cup. Yeah. So we're just sort of looking at it, at least Tom and I are going, well, we, we have to sort of back him. Because yeah. we can't afford anyone else, apparently, no. and there's no one else to get that's no. elite. No. So we're just trying to... We're waiting for things to turn around. It's become evident now, I think, Tom, off the back of 4 and 13 this year. Yeah, let me repeat that. Off the back of 4 and 13 what it was? this year. Uh, I, think, I think it's now time for his disposal. Right, so we shoot the farmer. Maybe maybe need to start looking at someone else to bring in to wash those cows, Tom. Yeah, okay, okay. Another cow washer of sorts. Cow washer. Now, I'm not... I Look, again, let me reiterate, there's not really anyone to my mind to bring in, but... Because because the only, like, I mean, the, the next... Let's call it for like, what it is, Let's though. say, but, like, the next one might be Larkham, who you're like, well, he's also he's the attacking big, coach, and we haven't been attacking him. He's a little well. green, don't well, you think? Fuck, I mean, I don't know. Is he? I don't know. It's a bit of a shit show, no matter which way you slice it. But now I've got some stats here, though. I just want to. Oh, please, lay them on us. You're like a stats, stats man here. Now it's the worst, statistically our worst campaign since 1958. Love that. Uh, six consecutive losses now against England, which I've mentioned, but I need to say it again just yeah. to marinate in that. Yeah. 
and marinating it for one reason only, just just to build up some fucking anger. Get some Absolutely. anger rolled up. Well, we also wear it. Look, we got a lot of young listeners out there. I mean, it's obviously a cross-section of Australian society, our listenership, but we got some young kids Well, out international there. society. International. But, you know, this is, we want to try and inspire the next generation as much as anything. And when they hear that it's been six on the trot, you want them to be like, to light a little fire under them. That's right. To try and drive them forward, to take our nation forward. Just remember back to 2015 when we beat them in the pool match, flogged them fucking senseless and knocked them out of yeah. their own World Cup. Yeah. Remember that feeling of elation? Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we, we want. don't want this dog shit that we've just experienced six on the trot. Is that the last time we beat them in the World yeah. Cup? Yeah. Fucking hell. Now, um, yeah, we've lost, we lost nine tests this year. One, four. Nine we lost. Now, listen to this. Since Checker came into the fold, right? Mm. He's four and 25, four wins, 25 losses against New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, and England. Holy So shit. against the big dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The motherfuckers that can win the next World Cup? Big as in pooches. Like the big pooches in the room? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been... We're being absolutely butt-fucked. Ab- absolutely sodomized. Four wins, 25 losses. Jesus Christ. One and nine against New Zealand. One and nine. Four and 25. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately- So that's for alarm Michael, bells, pun is Unfortunately dribbling. for Michael, these numbers aren't helping your cause. So, oh, fuck no. Look, as we've said in the past, we are the absolute representation of the fickle sportsman. In one week, we're absolutely on your dick, and another week- you, you, we could. We, we don't even know you. That's and, right. And unfortunately for 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 check, might be time to go, bruh. Time to go, bruh. I think it's time to go, bruh. Time to hit the road, bruh. I think it might be time to pack up your little swag and get your little billy and fuck off. <laughs> Rugby league, Eddie. Your game, my game. God's win a game. Yeah. I think it's time we get into it. There's it, there's no off season in rugby league, which is wonderful. Uh, and also, uh, but sort of- this week in particular, even particularly today itself, yes, full of action, full of action to the brim stuff. Yeah. So David Clemmer has abandoned the Bulldogs' kennel and is heading to the Newcastle Knights, who are starting to develop some some throbs. They're, they're starting some big to, throbs. They're starting to, to assemble some throbbers in that side. It's a, it's looking. It's what's funny is just how quickly Nathan Brown's been able to pull together a side where you're like. Um, obviously they haven't fucking done, they haven't well, made obviously, the finals, but yeah. like they're just they're, 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 they've got some fucking throbbers they've this side f- looks like they're going to be able to do something they've got some fucking throbbers don't forget Mitch Pierce was out most of the season this yeah. year I reckon they've got finals written all over yeah. them next year 100% apparently so I heard Mitch Pierce has been on the blower doing a lot of blower work oh absolutely yeah yeah Mitch has almost been uh, the, the head recruitment officer yeah well he's taken on that role yes and given he's played more of a secondary backroom sort of role this year. Yes. Well, because he was injured, they had to get him on the phone. That's right. Get on the phone, start selling memberships, start selling yourself. And the club to and the potential club players. To, to potential suitors. So, Clem is there. You've then got Dylan Napa, who I can only assume was paid an 
absolute arseload of money to leave the glamour club that is the Roosters to go he to the Bulldogs. He seemed very comfortable in the tricolours. Well, Tom. I think you would be, but you'd have to be you'd have to be getting paid a fuckload of cash Which to go says, to that basket well, case. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he looked fucking comfortable at the Roosters. So for him to leave, we're talking that big juicy money. Yeah, dude, that big. Eights, aren't it's Tim Tam Bickies? Eights I mean? plus have to be. It'd have it? to be yeah, eights plus. I'd say. Although the dogs have got no money. But the reality is they've got rid of so many players, they must have some money somewhere for the big fella. I think they've got money somewhere. Yeah. They'll find a way. Rugby league always does. It always finds a way. It always persists and thrives. Yes. Um, And so... You might be asking, well, then what happens at the Roosters? They don't just get a lot of big throbber go and not replace him, are they? No, they're not. Well, news out of the the rugby league. Rumour uh, mill? Rumour mill. Grapevine, Tom. Yep. Marty Tapao. Uh... Apparently, you seemingly pretty disgruntled at Manly. Has been for <laughs> I hope apparently. That's not the case. I've, we have been. Look, that's been that's been the. Uh, I'm hearing Marty to the to the chooks for next year. That's what I'm hearing. Fuck, that's been doing the rounds. It has it's been, been rounding. It's been doing the rounds. I Very hope juicy on the grapevine time. I don't know what the fuck Manly's going to do if we get rid of Martin Tapao, our sort of our most uh, dominant forward. But obviously, of course, the Roosters fucking can get rid of Napa. And bring in Marty to power. And you can bet your bottom dollar if they get him, he's just going to be like, he'll just, he'll ascend to another level. Yeah. And we'll go, fuck, why didn't you do that when you are at Manly, mate? But he's still been pretty good for Manly. He's been Manly. good, but like he hasn't been. Yeah. He probably hasn't been the damaging ball runner. Like, oh, you know, you know I reckon if you actually looked at his numbers and stats, you'd be, you'd be like, okay, he's clearly been fucking actually quite good. It's just when you're playing in a team that's not performing, yeah. you don't necessarily look as red polished. hot. Polished. Fair. Um, now, you were dr- dropping rumours on me. Well, there are a couple of rumours going around that I think we need to have a discussion about. Well, when, when someone presents a rumour to you, Tom, you've got to thrash it out. Absolutely. Now, that's that's the nature of a rumour. Yes. Now, obviously, potentially Marty to power out the door. So you think, well, who are they going to bring in? That's a possible rumour. You know what I mean? I can well, believe I, that. I have heard something. Now, not a direct position swap, but certainly this would be an upgrade just in terms of raw talent. Yes. Talk um I'm hearing Cameron Smith. What? Cameron Smith like I mean I'm just that's what I've heard. Can you, can you out who your source is? Yeah, I can. Because I mean, I know you're not meant to like reveal your sources, but ours are. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, but like our I'm sources in, are dribblers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, we don't work for publications. No. We work for ourselves. Exactly. And, and it's our not sources. Like the recruitment manager from Manly's been giving us the well, word. Well, we, no, but at the end of the day, Tom, we we represent the punter and the dribbler, and it. our sources are the punter, punter and, and the, the dribbler. dribbler. So yeah. it's all it's all cushy. That's it, mate. It's user generated, dribbler generated content. That's right. So. Um, his name is Christopher Dorney. Christopher Dorney. Christopher um, Dorney. Yeah. Now he he likes his league, mm. as as we all do. Yeah. He sent these. He sent a couple of rumors in today. He said, "Clamor to the Knights, tap it to the uh, napper to the dogs." Yeah. Which have you know? Okay, so he's got those. He's got them right. Um, Oliver Oliver Archibald comes over the over the top with to powder the chooks because he said it. Now I'm I'm feeling less. Because he's a it's less fan. likely. Yeah, it's less likely. Oh, it's less likely because well, he's a complete fucking dribbler. Well, he also doesn't know anything about rugby league. It's That's funny. Right. He wears the jersey, but he knows nothing of the sport. Mate, he doesn't take the fucking thing off. Yeah. Now, Dorney comes back in then, saying Cam Smith in talks with Manly. Now, he's no, he's been known to do some dribbling, Dorney. Yeah. But okay. if you if you look to the message above that, Clement of the Knights, number of the Dogs. 
is he onto something? Because okay. he's, he's got two, he's right? He's got two from two. Now, what I would say to Christopher, if I was just to, you know, play devil's advocate. Yeah, sure. Manly currently in a bit of a... Uh, a financial black hole from a little bit of salary cap cheating. Nothing too serious, Nothing though, punters. Just your run-of-the-mill cheating, you know just what a I mean? Spr- just a sprinkling. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, a little bit of walking around money for a couple of special boys. That's right. Um, now, listen, I mean, if T'Pau goes, there's a bit of cash there for Marty, but uh, there's a bit of cash from Marty that you could give to Cam. Yes. Cam wants two year a two-year extension at Melbourne. Yep. He's obviously asking for a shitload. What I would ask for, what I would ask is, does Manly, what does Manly really gain from Cam Smith? In terms of, we've got two years with him. He's not really a playmaker. He's an out and out fucking goat, but we've got Happy Coruscant, who's pretty good. And, I mean, Cam Smith is just going to be there. Like, you lose Mighty Tabown, you get Cam Smith. Well, it depends what he comes in and does. What if the he, fuck's he going to do? Well, if he comes in and starts to instill some of those Melbourne systems up there on the fucking peninsula, Tom. Yeah, I just... Yeah, as if as if Cam Smith is going to play fucking almost 400 games with the Storm and then fuck off to... Look, Mount I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. No. I think it's utter garbage. Juicy rumour, though. Do like it. But if he is... Like, if, he, if he's talking to Manly, he's talking to Manly for one reason. To try and get the Storm to sign it. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's the, oldest, Drakes. it's the oldest fucking trick in the book. Yeah, that's it. And Cameron's an old hand. He knows tricks. Oh, God, yeah. It's like if you Cameron's trying, a trickster. It's like if you got your eye on a girl and, you know, you like her and you think she might like you, but you guys are being coy, playing a bit of back and forth, mm. and you're like, you just wanted to commit to you and tell you, and, you know, tell, tell you she loves you. Yeah. But that never, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. So you got to then show a little bit of bloody side eye to someone else. you got to show a little to get a little. Yeah, little side boob from Cam. Little side boob from Cam. Little side boob to Manly. Because he knows that Manly... Love side boob. We love side boob. <laughs> and at this point in time, we're not being, we haven't been getting much side boob. We've had no side boob. We've had fuck all side boob. So <laughs> with that in mind, Cam- if Cam, who's probably got the best side boobs in the in the business, starts to flash him around. You know that Manly's going to be fixated. Yeah, Max, Man- Manly's having a look. Manly's having a, a little a But little it's, it's it's all look, no no feel for well, Manly. Well, that's it, yeah, yeah. And then Melbourne go, oh, no, nah, righto, righto. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen you flash that side boob around. <laughs> right, we come back, we'll sign you two years, whatever. Yeah. All good. A couple other things in rugby league. Now, Wayne Bennett, right? So this whole fucking coaching bullshit that's going on between Wayne Bennett and Broncos and Seabold and South. Wayne has come back from England and he's basically saying, I'm coaching the Broncos next year. Seabold's like, bruh, I'll go. Like, I'm happy to get the fuck out of South now because everyone's dirty at me. Wayne's like, unless you pay me out, Brisbane, like Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm not fucking leaving. So he came back from uh, England. Even though it would be a direct swap with him and Seabold. Yeah. Because he's owed, he wants he wants a payout. Because basically, he's like, "Fuck it, I'll coach this next year and get my money, or you can pay me out like a million dollars and then I'll fucking go back." So he's going, he's he's downsizing at South, pay packet wise. Yeah, I think so, but I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Numbers, facts, and figures. Do your own research. Um, but so is it the proves that there was a there were cameras and shit waiting at Broncos at Red Hill mm. to try and get Wayne for an interview, and he in an attempt to avoid the media, a successful attempt, mind you, has ducked down and, like, crawled past the media behind, like, all this shit to get to his car and then, like, hid in the back of a car while someone drove him out. 
This is this is a seventy year old greatest coach of all time. Wayne's down on all fours. Wayne's down on all fours, crawling across the gravel, which couldn't have been comfortable on the knees. No way. Is he got? Is he got knee pads on, Big Wayne? I don't know if Wayne's got knee pads. Does he carry him around? I know he's got a. He's sort of in the second wind of his life uh, sexually with his with a lover. Mm. So maybe he does have knee pads. Possibly. Not ruling that Not out. Not ruling that out. I don't think I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility, but I would say unlikely, unlikely. on the face of it. And especially with like 70-year-old knees, Eddie. Jeez, he hates the media, doesn't he, Wayne? Yeah, he fucking hates them. Because if anyone's crawled on gravel, and we all have. Oh, we've all crawled it on gravel. Is, it's almost impossible. It is one of the most uncomfortable things in the world. Uh, you try and put all your weight on your hands because any pressure it's on the knee bones, it's, it's a, a torture it's tactic. It's a fucking torture tactic, right? So Wayne must really not want to yarn. No. But it, there is something particularly sad about the thought of a 70-year-old Wayne Bennett crawling along the car park in fucking well, Red Hill. Well, it's... Is it... What's... Is it? Is it sort of a... It's sort of a demonstration of where he's at. What, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a uh, uh, symbol. It's a symbol of sorts. It's a symbol of where, like, it's just all coming undone you know, a little like, bit. I mean, terms, like, he's been revered as a yeah, god. Yeah, And he still is. He still is, but... But this god's now on his knees crawling through car parks. Yeah. That are covered in gravel. That are covered in gravel. A gravel car park with, you know... Do gods do that? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's ungodly. It's it's very ungodly. It's very ungodly. It's very mortal. Exactly. It is. It's very beta. <laughs> it's very beta of Wayne. Like you'd you expect him to just sort of puff his scrawny chest down. We well, don't have to say anything. Tell him to fuck off. Don't say anything. Tell him to fuck off. Or just or just go out there and talk out of gibberish. Yeah. Which you've done millions of times. It's Wayne. not like he's short of yarn. He knows how to fucking deal with the media. Well, he's yeah, been doing it for that's thirty what I years. Thought, but it's only, it seems like Wayne's struggling to deal with the media. Maybe it's more intense now. You know, like just everything is in terms of the coverage. The everyone can have a voice on social media. Fucking no one's respect. No one like respects anyone anymore in terms of like Wayne Bennett's done what Wayne Bennett's done. But if there's any blood in the water. You've got some fucking 25-year-old upstart prick from some newspaper who's fucking hounding you, and Wayne's like, what? Hold on a second, mate. Who who are you? Mm. Mm. I've been coaching since before you could bloody... Since you were born. Since you were born. Since before you were born. Probably won premierships before that fucking... Absolutely. So, yeah, I get get why he's he's hot and sweaty under the collar. All I'm saying is... It's a little ungodly. Yeah. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. 
Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just hey, don't better to die on your feet than Live on your knees. Crawl on gravel. Crawl on gravel. Maybe that's what it is. Better to die on your feet feet than crawl crawl on on gravel gravel Mm. in the Broncos car park. Without knee pads. Without knee pads, unless you have some because of your second wind sexuality. So, Tom. So. I think we may have touched on this before on an earlier podcast. Mm -hmm. But one Benjamin Simmons, an Aussie throbber. Oh, Benny. 76 is fine. Oh, ball and Benny Simmons. Hell of a player, rookie of the year last year, Tom. Now, the 76ers were 10-0 at home. 10-0 at home. Undefeated. At home this season. Now, who should come to one of Benjamin's little games? None other than Kendall Jenner. Now, for those of you that don't know, Ben had been dating Kendall, but what we thought was just seed sowing. Mm. Sowing your wild oats. We thought he was out there sowing that wild oats. That was how Ben had sold it to us and we'd sat him down. We were like, Benny, now there's a a lot, there's some rumours going around about you and Kendall. Mm. Completely get it. She's an absolute 10. Yeah. But just want to make sure this is seed sowing. And not... And not sort of... And not house building. House building. Mm. He led us to believe it was just throwing some seed. Still maybe seed sowing, oat throwing, but seeming seeming more and more like he's putting up some sort of structure. Yeah, it certainly. May not be a home, but it's certainly got a tent there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's some sort of a roof. Mm. And so Kendall... So Kendall's attended the game. Now, for any of those people out there that, that you know follow the NBA to some degree, they would know that there is something called like the, the Jenner... The, or Kardashian, the Kardashian curse. curse, right? which is basically any NBA player that gets involved with these people fall off the cliff that is their sporting career. Yeah, it just it nosedives. The fucking nosedives. Thank you, Tom. Um, and you end up like Lamar. Lamar, Reggie Bush. In, that in, fucking other guy that Kim Kardashian married. 
Uh, I think that there's one that like was just about to have a kid, and then they she, she, Tristan Thompson from the from the Cavs, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin. He's nowhere now. There's a legit. Oh, no. well, like, who was the other one that the that she married? That's the one I'm trying. I don't remember his no, name. No, not Blake Griffin. No, no, no. But no, I think Kendall was with Blake Griffin. Okay. Look, mate. There. Look. Anyway, you point. Can, but they I, like they like their NBA stars, that's and it. and they. Their careers take a, a nasty turn when they get involved. Now, so Kendall's sitting on the bench. She's sitting on the well, not on the bench. She's sitting courtside. Thank you. Now we aren't here to begrudge any athlete to get around a bit of seed, sowing and oat throwing. Mm. That's not us. We're mm. into it. But when the when the facts and figures are as damning as they are, when it comes to the just don't erect any structures. That's it. Don't go settling down. Now it would seem that by having. One Kendall Jenner, the 10 out of 10 Victoria's Secret model that she is. Sitting courtside at the game, we can only assume that Benny Boy got her the ticks. Um, they then lose, Eddie, is that it? That's they, correct. They lose for the first time at home to the Cavs, who are the shittest team in the whole league. That's correct. Haven't won a game all year, the Cavs, until that one? Was They'd that won their first? Two. They'd, They'd won, won two, two previous. There you go. But basically a fucking basket case. Right. Any guesses why? Oh, that's right. LeBron, LeBron left. Uh, so look, they go down to they go down in like a in pretty disgusting fashion mm. at home mm. to the Cavs mm. to end that ten game winning streak, uh, and people are getting concerned. Tom, people yes. are getting very concerned, and I would argue with good reason, mm. with very good reason, because they know when a fucker has transitioned from someone out, someone seed and throwing out. Thank you, mate. <laughs> to erecting some sort of structure, so settling down to the point where. Fans are getting they're getting fucking fired up and they're going to start to take action. They have taken action, have they not? That's right. They they started a petition over 3000 signatures already to get Kendall Jenner banned from the Phillies from the Ben's seven, life. From Ben's life. From Ben's life. But certainly home games. But from Ben's life well, more specifically. Well, specifically ben, well, more broadly Ben's life, specifically the home ground. If we can't stop you from doing this Ben, we can certainly stop her from entering the building. Uh, because that's as best we can do without actually stopping you from setting up shop here with a with a with a Kardashian Jenner. That's right. But you wonder you 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 think to yourself, does the power of the the power of the punters work for us? Well, absolutely, it has. Is it going to work in this instance? I would say that it possibly won't because the power of the other thing that starts with P is possibly a little bit more alluring, certainly to Ben. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Look, I think I might know what you mean. Yeah, because punter power is one thing, but then that other power, power. you know? That's got another sort of power. That's got another sort of power. A mystical power. Yes, one that can't be quantified. It almost, I mean, look, are we? am I speaking out of turn to think that you know the the originators of this petition would even be very susceptible to this Mate, other form of are power. Are you kidding me? If to the point where wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if I'd seen it withdrawn. Uh, if if it was. If it was Maybe put- a little side action. Well, mate, are you telling me that you wouldn't see so an oat throw? Um, I'd see so an oat throw. Even set up shop with a, with a Kardashian Jenner if it was to the detriment of your, the rest of your life. I'd do it. Mm. If we're being honest, certainly seed so. Oh, absolutely seed so. Certainly oat throw. oat throw. But I mean, you know what? Once <laughs> you're there, the power of the other P certainly pretty. 
uh, effective. Yeah, effective, unmatched, mm, unrivaled. Look, as a as a as a, as it's a he- it's sent a lot of men mad. Well, Tom. as a heterosexual male myself, Eddie, mm. I certainly haven't come across anything more powerful in my time. <laughs> and you've been around the block. I've been around. I'm thirty as fuck almost. You're thirty as fuck almost. I'm getting some grey hairs in the beard. That's right. You've been through some trials and I've tribulations. Been trials and tribulations, eh? You know, I've been around the some block. ups and downs. Yeah, so to speak. And I've never come across anything as powerful. There's look, punter power is powerful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, punter power is getting us Angus Crichton. That's mate. it. Angus Crichton will be on the show. We're probably recording it right now as you're listening to this. Uh, but that other power. <laughs> Oh, that power, baby. That power, girl. So, really... So, where do we come... Where do we arrive to? Well, I think we just say, look, I get it, Ben. Just don't... Please don't erect any significant structures. Or do it, because you're probably going to But also, it. we're hypocrites. Yeah, we're hypocrites. I don't want to be hypocritical anymore, Tom. No. Do you? No. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. Play on. Play on, bro. She's that hot. She's a fucking Victoria's Secret model. Play on. you telling me you wouldn't, like, just sell everything you own? Come on. You would. Play on. We all would. Punters, dribblers. I don't care if you're a fair weather NBA fan like us. You know, where you're now just out and out 76ers fans because that's where Ben plays. I know what the growler would do. The growler would growl. <laughs> you know what I mean? The growler would the growl. growler would growl. What did, what did Kurtley do? What would Kurtley do? Kurtley would pump. He'd, what did a growler do? He fucking growl. He'd growl. What's Benny do? He growl to the cows. Come home. What's a seed sower do? He sows seed. Sowed seed. What about an oat thrower, Eddie? Oh, he gets out there and he throws as much oat as he can. That's it. Bit of A League news. Mm. Now, well, it's you know what? Because we we said we probably wouldn't talk A League after Usain um, turned down the biggest contract in A League history, but uh, this is more about stadium news. Mm. Stadia news. Um, Stadia. Stadia. So spotless stadium, Eddie. A yeah. stadium that is spotless by name, not so spotless by nature. Um, so I'm just going to read you a bit here from the uh, the Daily Telegraph article mm-hmm. just to explain what happened. So the Players' Union has called on stadiums to provide safer pitches after dis- after declaring spotless stadium left A-League competitors at heightened risk of injury. It came as the players themselves lamented the pretty dangerous conditions during Friday night's 2-0 Newcastle win over Western Sydney. The Wanderers were forced to host their first home game on a dodgy surface that, up until just before kickoff, was littered with remnants from the weekend from the previous weekend's R&B Fridays concert. Shards of plastic cups blown down from the stands during Friday's wild winds compounded an already patchy and discoloured field, which Jets coach Ernie Merrick described as a car park. Wayne had probably crawl across that. And a <laughs> disgrace. And suggested it had contributed to defender Daniel Georgievsky, household name, his late injury in the game. Uh, in a statement on Saturday, Professional Footballers Australia Chief Executive John Didaluccia deemed it impossible for any player to play to their best... Uh, to their utmost capacity when a fundamental component of the game was hijacked. So we had a pitch hijacking here. So I just want to get to some of the shit they found on here because it was fucked. They found shards of like solid plastic, metal screws, I believe some nails, broken glass, <laughs> razor blades. If it's R&B Fridays, do they find anything else? Uh, like of a of an ecstasy variety, you mean? Yes, maybe some nang canisters. Some nang canisters. I think they might have just reading down here. They found some nangs, <laughs> couple of spoons, 
Plenty of saddies. Plenty of saddies. That's probably what all the plastic was. But um, that's some pretty A-League standard sort of shit, though, that's isn't it? That's very A-League, bro. It's very NBL, very A-League. Very, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm sitting here imagining, as you told me that story, a Premier League pitch where there's not a blade out of place. No. Not a blade no. of grass you'd out of le- place. You'd literally feed that grass to your kids in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. You'd get down on all fours, Wayne graze. style, and just graze, baby, graze. Yeah. Not a problem. No. Full of nutrients. 100%. That sort of grass That's is. That's that top quality grass. And then I just think about the A-League and how fucking bush league it is that they just haven't even bothered to clean the pitch they haven't you know they haven't even they haven't even run a rake over this thing they just go fuck it it's all good just pack down everything that's on there discolored as discolored as fuck because brown covered in bindies no because they would have been because they would have had those like mats you know those like festival mats all over killers grass killers we call them probably left them on there for five days too long couldn't be bothered to clean them up no the bolts i'm assuming came from the stage they've just thrown them on the grass nangs everywhere nangs for days slip over do your ankle and then these these plastic shards. I mean, again, is 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 raking just completely out of the A League's realm of possibility? It would seem like can the, they not afford a good a, a good, good rakeman rake? or just a good rake? You just know what a good I mean? Rake. Bunnings wouldn't be selling rakes for more than ten dollars. Should we just what's a good rake go for? You reckon a Bunnings rake? A Bunnings rake? Ten bucks. Ten bucks max. You reckon? Cost of a good rake. You throw that into Google, and surely you come up with rake something. Bunnings. <laughs> Bunnings rakes, leaf rakes. That's all you need. You'd need a leaf rake. I don't think you need anything more than a leaf rake to pick up the I little shards so. of glass, the nails, the I wouldn't nangs. have thought so. Look, you can get the Cyclone Super Garden rake. That's twenty two ninety five. There you go. But if you want to go, if you want to go cheap and cut costs, you can get the forty four centimeter plastic leaf rake. That's three ninety. <laughs> three ninety. Three dollars ninety. That's A League prices. Ten of them. You get ten of them. You get the players to do it themselves. Well, you get eleven then. You get eleven. Or oh, twenty two. <laughs> twenty two rakes. All players. 24 of the managers are involved. <laughs> the managers are involved. Get them out there before the game. Couple of hours. Maybe it's, it's use it as the warm-up, Eddie. You know what I mean? You find a way to integrate this thing into the pre-game. Now, punters, dribblers, you might say that's ridiculous. You can't warm up with a rake. And I would say to you, have you ever been out using a rake under the hot Australian sun? It's mate, a workout, it's mate. It's a fucking workout. It's a fucking workout. That's why landscapers, generally speaking, pretty good nick, Tom. Pretty good nick landscapers. I'm talking about the, the your throbbers you see mate, on the I've side of the some, road with I've, their shirts I've off. done some landscaping for a, for certainly not a, a long enough time to, to look good, mm. but I, I realised what my potential could be yeah. because it's very hard work. Oh, yeah. Very hard work. Now, you get a rake into your hands, into the hands of some fucking some cold A-League footballers. You need them to warm up before a game, get that shit off the field. Mate, they're coming in probably in better nick than if you're giving them run-throughs and kickbacks and whatever the bullshit is. Two you know birds I mean? with one stone, What baby. about you put a ball at their feet, they're dribbling while they're raking. Dribble and rake. Very good. Very good Hand for dexterity. coordination. Dexterity, dexterity, I think, was the word you were trying to say. Much. Uh, look, I think we're onto something. Uh, the powers that be at A-League land... They need to be smarter. Spe- Particularly talking to you, David Gallup. Gal. Look, I mean, be soon, mate. Uh, Absolutely but, be But soon, you've but dropped like, the ball on this. You can't You can't have players playing on a name. What are they paying you for? <laughs> if, you're not- if you can't even organise bloody 24 rakes, 
And also, I don't know if you know this, but if you find a competitor with a lower price, the Bunnings will beat it by 10% on any stocked item. Look, so, I mean, like, we don't even know that's as, as sharp as they'll go. They could go sharper on that price. They could absolutely go sharp. And if you're getting 24, I'd, I'd, you know, if I'm guessing, I reckon they knock 10, 20 bucks off. Now, easy. So now we're looking, we're looking at really competitive pricing. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you've given the players an opportunity to warm up and you've provided you've provided better facilities That's for the players. That's which it. is fundamentally what we're arguing. What, we're, here. what we want. How do we get the nangs and the and the plastic shards off and the, the nails pitch before, off the pitch before we fucking play a game of A-League? Some top quality Australian. Get football. some fucking rakes in their hand. Horn mundane. <laughs> it's upon us. It's upon us, punters, dribblers. <laughs> this week. If you fucking weren't excited before, you better be now. Uh, obviously, the Night of Nights for Australian Boxing this Friday. Um, What's the culmination of Australian Boxing's work? Well, you know, you've, life work. Life work. You've got the two greatest boxers the nation's ever produced. Mm. Uh, two absolute charisma machines. <laughs> you know, oozing out of them, oozing charisma. Chuck with his homophobic. Well, Chuck's rant. got better with age. Chuck, Chuck has got better with age. With with I think well with CTE with the brain injury. I think it's improved. <laughs> Jeff not yet to get CTE. <laughs> well, Jeff's a little green. We well, he wouldn't say early career, but he's probably midway, would he? Well, look, yeah, he's had like six. Well, I mean, if, if, if Mundine's the benchmark, he, he's got another 15 years of fighting. Well, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a few more years in him if, we, if we're going off Chock's career. <laughs> um, but I don't know if uh, the punters and dribblers saw this throughout the week, but Jeff Horn... Um, Displaying some what I can only describe as fearsome power, Eddie. <laughs> fearsome had me sh- had me shaking in my boots. I was shook up, absolutely shook. Now, if you didn't see it, it's Jeff the Horn at Horn, um, basically just taking to a heavy bag with everything he's got. Not no no stone unturned. No stone unturned with uh, with this approach from Jeff. And so what it is is the latter stages of Jeff. If you believe, if, if what they'll have you believe, Jeff hitting a heavy bag so hard, Eddie, that he's managed to split the thing in half. Now, you you might say that's not possible. You might say that's not possible. You might say, well, the video only starts halfway through, so mm. what's to say that it didn't rip before? And I'd say, what are you gonna are you gonna question the integrity of a primary school teacher, Jeff the Hornet Horn? Are you trying to say that he might have manipulated the situation to give the impression that he is far? more gnarly at punching than really he is far more fearsome if that's your opinion I'd remind you of one thing the man is a national treasure that's it he is a national treasure now the naysayers out there the conspiracy theorists among us Tom they'd probably argue look Jeff has definitely cut that heavy bag in two and taped it back together so Saturday Eddie the uh, the match Mm. Tiger Woods v Phil Mickelson for those of you that don't know and it seems like there's a lot of people that didn't know this was happening people I was talking to didn't even know this was on and I thought it was a great innovation for golf I was very into it and I was enjoying it so it was Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson one on one it was a pay-per-view event the winner got nine million dollars and then throughout the coverage they were dropping fucking shitloads of money on side bets so they were like alright closest to the hole 200 grand 200 grand 
if uh, if one of us makes an eagle off here, it's a million dollars. And all that money they were betting was going to charity, and it was all good. Yeah. Now, there was- Still a lot of money. Shitloads of money. There was no promotion of it in Australia. I, I fucking was just lucky that I found out it was on. There was no way for me to get it, so I was illegally streaming it. Sorry, Tiger and Phil. Um, and then, unfortunately, the stream fucking died on me with about six holes to go, so that pissed me off. But I thought it was sick. I thought it was really good. I would like to watch more golf like that mm. because it's just there's a bit more to it. They were mic'd up, so they were shit talking each other, and you could hear it. You could hear the you could hear him talking to the caddies, and like you got to see a bit more of what a caddy actually does. Yeah, and how much more involved they actually are, and how their conversations about what they're doing and all this sort of stuff. I thought it was very interesting. It's a great insight. I thought it was a fucking. I thought great it was fantastic. Uh, couple Phil of things. Won. Like they are very. They're golf nerds. Oh, they're golfers, though. Don't worry. Like, the, sh- the level of shit-talking is golfless. Oh, it's it's very PG. Phil won it after 22 holes in uh, in twilight, you know, low light. Low light? Low light. Dusk? Dusk. Um, but you know what the real takeaway is here, Eddie? And it's not the golf. It's certainly not the golf. The last thing I give a fuck about from that day was the golf. It's... The, the key takeaway, punters, dribblers, is that we've... We've got a shagger back. We've got a shagger back to his best, and not just back to his best, Eddie. I think what what's really amazing about this footage, which you will be able to see if you go to our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast, is a shagger at work. Yes, a shagger doing what he knows. A shagger doing and what does he best. Yes, and it was like expert level. Like you see, Tiger fucking he did the, he like he chipped on from off the green and got it, and you're like, wow, that is. That is some amazing golf. On the 7-8th, yeah. But equally as amazing, I would say, Eddie, to you, I would contend, was his the subtlety of his shag. The handoff. The handoff. Now, what we're talking about here is was picked up by some very uh, hawk-eyed fucking fan on TV and cameraman who was following Tiger, and he's walking past some bird in the crowd... Good for her as well. That oh, she's a winner. She's a winner, that bird. But she's just literally stuck her hand out, as you would think, just to give high fives. Tiger slapped her down, and she has just delicately slipped her number into his hand. Like it is, it is one of the great handoffs. And then Tiger just because Tiger's it, moving. Tiger's walking straight past her, but he just bangs that, the dexterity down. on the man Mate, to, just to pick that paper out of that palm baby looked like he was picking up coke you know it looked like you, a really smooth drug deal you looked at that and you go this motherfucker is elite elite and he's not only is he elite not only is it the top of his craft, but that's a man who's refined his craft yes. over over the decades. Yes. You know? Yeah. Flawless. Absolutely flawless. And literally, like, the fact that he's been caught, for lack of a better term, doing it, does not take anything away from the absolute beauty that I think is inherent in the whole piece of footage. Mm. He slides past, chick's not bad. She just gives him a little slap down of the hand. He just picks up that number, puts it in his pocket, and keeps walking like nothing has fucking happened. But he's walking away going, there we go. Mm. How many did we miss that day? God How many knows. did we miss? He's probably got a pocket full of numbers. 
Oh, I'd be checking his golf bag. Because Absolutely. He'd, he'd, I mean, he'd, he'd notice them otherwise. His well, pockets be would be bulging. Big. Yes, he'd have to be slowly loading them into his numbers you can't hit pocket. Go- you can't hit golf balls with bulging pockets. No. So he'd be unloading those numbers into a sort of specialised compartment. Yes. A shagging wallet. Yeah, it's, call it his shagging wallet, full of, full of shagging utensils. Yes, that's it. Condoms. Wallets. Numbers. Cards. Toys. Probably darts. Lube. Yeah, etc. Anyway, punters, dribblers, if you haven't seen it, go to our fucking Instagram and check it out because it is, and I say this without any hint of hyperbole, <laughs> one of the most beautiful, elegant, and elite pieces of shagging. Oh yeah, that you will ever see. Yeah, take notes, punters, dribblers. Take notes. Uh, anyway, Tiger, you get a VB today for that. Oh, he's Victoria up. He's Victoria. I don't care if you lost because you won. No, you won us. You won. You won the day. Phil's certainly not doing that. No. Phil Mickelson's probably fucked one person his entire life. Look, one more point of order. Yep, for the day. Uh, Just to round out what has been award-winning stuff. As we said at the start. Look, I don't think it's going to come as any any surprise that this is going to win awards. No, yeah. Awards. Before we go, we did promise last week that if a punter or a dribbler snorter a howler growler a prowler a thrower slid into our dms with, sour or a thrower <laughs> look it's all deadly if they were to slide into our dms and, and do some work you know spin a yarn if you will as to why you're worthy of a baggy green yes a hello sport baggy green correct which are in the mail they're in the mail on route that's right now uh First baggy green. Yeah. Going to PDX Pete, Eddie. So Congratulations, Pete. Congratulations, PDX Pete. Um just uh his uh we are you know, we asked for a DM slide as to why. Mm. So PDX Pete, g'day fellas, just sliding, gliding and riding into your DMs <laughs> for one of these sexy baggy greens. He's stu- I'm stuck over here in Portland, Oregon, throbbing for a bit of Hello Sport merch. <laughs> Why do I deserve it? I'll give you good lads a shout out on a pod I do called NBA Australia. Well, now we're shouting at your podcast. Now, obviously, I think what really got him in was the slide and glide and ride. Of course. Because that was fucking funny. Of course. But what Pete's done, or he's in the works of doing, is trying to secure us an Andy Bogues. Now, look, if you can get us a Bogut, you get a bag of green. Yes. It's as simple as that. It's yeah. not rocket science. It's not that hard. It's a piece of piss. If you come to us and say, gentlemen, would you like to interview Andrew Bogut? We'd say, fucking oath we do. Yeah. He's a B green. So we're not saying we've got Andy Bogues. But we're saying... It, we might. It's looking... It's, it's not looking bad. It's looking a lot better than it did last week. It's looking a lot better than before we fucking heard from PDX Pete, the proud new owner of a baggy green. So congratulations, Pete. As we finish the podcast for this week, very excited to announce again that the fucking power of the punter yep. has reared its gorgeous head and it's fucking finally happened. The uh, throbber of the the the, the, uh, the of all throbbers right now, the, the one we've been chasing. Well, the hot young throbber. The hot young throbber, Angus Crichton, the one that the, the, the fans of this show have been diligently hounding and DM sliding. He's on the fucking podcast. As I said, we're probably recording with him as you listen to this. So he will either will either release that this week or next week. Then it's on to the next one. 
once we bank Crichton, once we bank Gus, then we got to find that next thrubber on. Maybe we, maybe we get Gus to help us. But we just keep moving forward, baby. Keep just keep rolling moving forward. on. Congratulations to all the punters out there. Because this was your win. This is your win. As much as it is ours. As much as it's more ours, <laughs> specifically, it's yours as well to some far lesser degree. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Another elite podcast in the books. See you next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 